pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to One Life Left, the world's favourite video game radio show, or at least the longest running radio show about video games in the world. My name's Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. For the next hour or so, we're going to be talking about video games, and it's just me and Simon this week. Yeah, after a winning streak of guests, uh, it's back to it's back to us, back to the cosy fireside chat. Steve, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I've had a, a very uh, busy day uh, doing sort of dad things with my daughter. I had an experience which uh, I think I'm sure you'll have had before, but it was my first time. Um, we went to the park today. Okay, me and my, that's, uh, that's permitted. 20-month-old, yeah, um, in our family bubble. Went there and um, had two Wellington boots when we left and only one when we arrived. So I had to... <laughs> I had to track back all the way home, and it turns out it was maybe uh, about about twenty feet from our door, right? Uh, and then walk all the way back to the park. That's a real life fetch in. quest. It was, isn't it? I feel like that. I, it felt like a sub quest. Um, sort of thing well, Charles Cecil would write, isn't it? If only <laughs> involved pushing some blocks. Well, it was a, you know it was a good um, it was a good selection of boot. Uh, model good selection of model for the boots because it was bright red so very visible in the street when i found it in front of a car uh so that was that was a lot of fun and the good news is as well i've been playing a lot of video games have this you week, or a lot of a video game i've seen that steve i don't want to spoil anything but i've seen <laughs> how much you've been playing have you yeah yeah uh well we'll talk about that later in uh in the show in the review section and it's been a busy week for video games as well hasn't it not like last week when nothing was going on nothing happened it all happened last week yeah um i haven't been playing very many games this week for i don't know why i've i i I stay in this room i i've i've let i leave this room once a day to take my daughter to nursery i return to it i'm on zoom calls all day and then i have my tea and then I, i i watch some disposable TV and go to bed, and then every day's the same. Um, Dexter was in this room at the weekend, though. This is Dexter's bedroom uh, for when he when he stays over every other week. Um, he's been a naughty boy, Dexter. So he was uh, he hasn't been able to play any video games this weekend. He's been banned from screens. Really? So, uh, yeah. So um, we're currently in a uh, I was going to say temporary housing and that makes it sound a lot worse than it is we, we've, we're, in, we're in a small we, we aren't staying in our house at the moment whilst that's having some work done on it so we're in a, a smaller house doesn't have, doesn't have any room Like it's a house you constantly have to walk sideways through and, and it's frustrating because we are we're a few weeks from moving back but those weeks combined with lockdown are just really dragging mm. um anyway dex was over he's not allowed to play video games which is what he normally does um but we had to find a loophole 
uh, for him to entertain himself. Uh, so he's, he's he's banned from screens. Okay. Mm. Turned the projector on, didn't we? So he, so he was just <laughs> so he, he was he was he was just watching a wall. He's just watching a wall. <laughs> so, no one's in any trouble. He was just yep. looking at a wall for the weekend, Steve. No court in the land would convict <laughs> you. I hope he doesn't mind me telling uh, that story. But uh, yeah, it was my decision. Did you? Uh, um, so you say you've been watching disposable TV. What have you been watching? Do you know what I've got really into at the moment is uh, Danny Dyer's quiz show, The Wall, uh, which is, uh, you know, well, it's it's relevant to video games, I guess, isn't it? Uh, it's a pachinko game with general knowledge, whilst okay. Danny Dyer <laughs> shouts at a wall and people try and cla- try and direct uh, falling balls by barking at them or shouting at them. So, yeah, I like I thought it. You, I thought you might have been finding another way around the uh, gaming loophole because... I've been watching that chess thing on Netflix. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Or I was in a Zoom chat because that's the only way we can socialise these days. I was in a Zoom chat last night with some of my friends and they were all calling it Gambit. Okay, right. You've been watching Gambit. Yeah, I've been (laughs) watching Gambit. It's pretty good, isn't it, Gambit? Um, Yes. And is it it pretty good? I don't know. It's it's in the background. It's, It's all right. Right, yeah. Okay. Disposable in it. Doesn't have anybody shouting at a wall, though, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. Shouting at chessboards instead. Um, yeah, so there's lots of news this week. We should probably get on with it. One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. All right. Um, do you have any news stories? I've got to fire up my phone uh, to, to remind you. I do. I do. Um, the biggie that happened, actually, um, was it the biggest? I, uh, I don't know. I've got, I've got, I've got three solid news stories. One of them's the most obvious, right? Which is console launch. Okay. I haven't picked that. Really? Well, the, I mean. Well, the, I'm not going to read out a story. I'm not going to patronise our listeners. A console came out. <laughs> well, did they? Did um? Did two come out in America? Is that right? Did the PS5 come out in America? I th- yeah, it did. It did. Okay. So so not just one console. Consoles, right. plural, came out. They both came out, and I don't think I've ever been as um, blasé about a console launch. And I wonder if this is just me, um, for reasons we've discussed on the show already. I don't have a, a new Xbox or a new PlayStation. Those are the machines that came out this week. The PlayStation isn't out in Europe yet, um, but the Xbox is, and I haven't got them because my PC's good enough, um, and there aren't any exclusives on those platforms that I'm really interested in. Now, it's not the first generation, right, which has launched without strong exclusives, but I wonder whether um, whether it's just me, um, whether I've aged out of this a little bit, whether the kids are as excited as they have been about previous generations. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm sh- um, the 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 video game charts tend to come in on a Sunday night, don't they? So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether uh, any of the next or any of the Xbox games uh, available at launch have have hit the top of the charts. Yeah, I um I think I discussed last week that I've decided to you know because I'm so nice, a friend of mine. Missed the pre-order, so mm. um, I'm selling him my Xbox Series S that I bought. Uh, I was very, very tempted to open it up this week and just just to get on board. It's funny though because a lot of what people have been talking about isn't necessarily being wowed by the um, mm-hmm. launch titles. It's, it's about the incremental improvements that have been mm. made to gaming uh, as a whole. So things like the um, load times disappearing. Uh, so I, I don't um, think there's been a generation of consoles where that hasn't been a selling point. Load times, like every time, every at least last three generations has been. Yeah, the load times will be faster. That's what you're getting for your money. But um, if, if, have we seen Digital Foundry videos concentrating on load times before? I'm not I'm sure. That certain we have. Are you okay? Absolutely certain. Well. Um, I have to, well, I, to, 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 to spoil something that I was going to talk about towards the end, though, mm-hmm. um, like you, you know, I've been, I've been enjoying PC gaming 
uh, a lot more over recent months. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like you, I decided that uh, what I was going to do was enter the Yakuza franchise. Um, at, Spoilers. At Like a Dragon. Um <laughs> Uh, which was, you know, because previous to that, everyone was saying, well, you know, what you need to do is start at Yakuza 0. Uh, but then they're like, oh, okay, this is a different entry, different protagonist. Apparently, I'm not, I'm, I'm not so sure. Anyway, uh, so I loaded up on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I yeah, so loaded up on Steam. Start going, brilliant. Okay, so, you know, this is... Um, it's a launch title on the new Xboxes, and mm. so and so I'm joining in. Right, load it up, start it up. Cool, flashy intro. Sega, great. I'm in. Uh, the first cutscene starts, and it's chugging. I'm like, okay. Uh, I find it very difficult to skip as well because um, it wasn't registering any sort of inputs or what have you. Quit back out. What's going on here? I, I, I do my um, GeForce experience to see how many frames of FPS, because that's important to me these days. Um, <laughs> it was very, very low. Obviously, I, I, mean, I, I, I could see that. So last night, I was thinking, I'd, I'd been on Reddit, and I was like, why is this? I've been reading the Steam uh, comments. Going, is anybody else having this problem? Anyway, it turns out, uh, so I jumped on it last night just to see if I could fix it. And I um, as I loaded it up, it said, you've played 50 minutes of this, and I'd not played any of the game at all. I've just been restarting it, trying to get going. It said that you've been you you played fifteen hours. <laughs> I'm like, well, has, he, has he just been looking at the cutscene? Anyway, what had been happening was apparently um, the game has a bug where it sometimes selects your integrated GPU as opposed to your discrete GPU. So it was running off my internal graphics. Obviously. Anyway, Obviously. so I've gone into the Windows GeForce Experience settings, forced it to do that. And I fired it up last night. Sure enough, I can get 60 FPS on Ultra, but I've wasted an hour. And actually, I'll be honest with you, my enthusiasm is quite dampened. And I'm not mm. sure that I'm going to carry on with it. Whereas our Xbox friends that uh, played it on Series S or Series X this week won't have had any of that problem, will they? And that is, and always has been, the advantage of console gaming. <sighs> Um, <laughs> throw my, throw my PS. Just getting back into it, Steve. I have to throw it in the bin. That's what that's what you're saying, is it? <laughs> Stick it with well, the Wii. According to Phil Spencer, uh, the Xbox has witnessed its biggest console launch to date with Series X and S, which have broken sales records for Microsoft in their first 24 hours on shelves. I mean, it says on this Gamma Sutra article that's according to Xbox chief Phil Spencer. But it's also, according to Xbox's marketing department, who would certainly find a reason to say something like that after 24 hours. Do you think that's why the PlayStation 5 is the size it is? <laughs> Biggest why? console launch ever. Like, even if it doesn't sell. <laughs> does it? <laughs> I mean, that's Can't true, isn't it? it? Pound for pound, the heaviest console <laughs> we've ever shipped. <laughs> Uh, yeah, quite possibly. Well, congratulations, Microsoft. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. Um, I am going to go S, 250 quid. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I am looking forward to picking one up once they next go back on sale. Um, yeah, it's difficult for me to comment, actually, on the buzz because I have remained true to my words. L- you know, last week I, st- I stormed off Twitter on my phone and I've, I've kept that way, so I've got no idea what people are talking about. How's it been out there? Uh, I only follow people who tweet about cricket, so no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, my, next news story. Well, uh, uh, do you want to go? Yeah. I, I was going to pick one, which I'm sure that you've picked. Uh, this is from Eurogamer. Police confirm reports of ongoing operation at Ubisoft Montreal offices following 911 call. It says no threat has been identified for now, writes Matt Wales. This was on Friday, I think it was. Mm. But actually, uh, that was the one time this week I did jump back on Twitter just to see what was going on because reports started coming through that there was a serious incident at the uh, Montreal offices of Ubisoft uh, with photos um, showing uh, many of the staff uh, on the roof of the building. Um TV, TV crews, as you'd imagine, were dispatched outside. It was a very different experience. Trying to, so what I did initially was try and follow the news on Reddit, and that's and that, and that wasn't quite as good as uh, people uh, are seeing on Twitter. Um, but it's all a bit strange, really, in that clearly uh, there was um, the fear of something serious going down, 
but it does look like um, it was some sort of prank, I guess. So as I understand it, I mean, I like you, I saw this news break and hopped on Twitter um, and on Reddit a bit as well, uh, just to s- try and understand what was going on. Someone wisely posted a, a graphic that I've seen posted on these sort of threads before, which was like, just to just to remind you all, in the first hour, there will be many, many misreports of things that are not happening, happening, and you should take everything you read um, as if it was a rumour started by someone on the internet and so a lot of it proved Uh, there was that terrifying helicopter footage of the people on the roof milling around and it felt incredibly serious and dark but quickly uh, you know well after a number of hours it became clear that this was some kind of prank and I believe it was what's known as a swatting incident where um, uh, affronted gamers uh, trick the police into thinking there's a hostage situation which calls uh, armed police out. And that's obviously a terrifying thing to happen to you if you are one person Twitch streaming. It's no less terrifying if you are working in your office and hear that happening as well. Thankfully, no one was uh, injured or hurt, but it's a, you know, it's terrifying practice. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not sure it's the sort of thing that you would say that you've done, but but what what was this? Is, was this in response to, because um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out last week, didn't it? Is that, was that <laughs> somebody trying to make a point or? I've I've absolutely no idea. Uh, uh, I've I, I I think actually it's not been established exactly what it was or who it was, but presumably that is. Uh, that is being tracked down right now. It says police source police sources speaking to Canadian media confirmed uh, the nine one one call that prompted the emergency response was a hoax. Um, so who knows? Maybe there will be more updates on that story in the future. What have you got next, Steve? Well, did you read this story about um, Seraphine, the riot character, League of Legends character? I did not, Steve. Tell me more. Well, um, I uh, saw this on the internet this week, uh, initially broke as a, I think it was a medium blog post being passed around by a woman called Stephanie, who was aggrieved uh, that she believed that a Riot character, a new Riot character called Seraphine, um, had been based on her. She'd matched with an employee of Riot, I think on Tinder, uh, and had uh, engaged in a relationship with him for a short time. Uh, and during that time, he had sort of intimated that he had, you know, um, some kind of control or input into character design at Riot. Uh, while it wasn't directly his department, he kept saying things which implied to her that there were projects that somehow she could be involved in. You know, in some sense, he invited her to their studios for to do some voice acting. He never said what. Um, anyway, they broke up, and later, uh, and I believe it's like a couple of years later, this character comes out for League of Legends, who, like her, has pink hair, and is like her a little bit awkward, a uh, little bit of an internet girl, um, and uh, yeah, she wrote this blog post. Riot have denied, as you thought they might, uh, you know, denied uh, that the playable character was inspired by anybody, uh, including Stephanie. It says here, Seraphine was an independently character. It, Seraph, sorry, Seraphine was independently created by Riot Games and was not based on any individual, including Stephanie. Additionally, the former former employee Stephanie is referring to left Riot more than a year ago. Uh, and was in a department and role that has no input whatsoever into the creative design process. Wow! And um, what, what are your thoughts then? Have you obviously clearly you, you've been able to have seen the alleged inspiration and the final character? Having seen neither, I'd be I, I wouldn't be able to comment. What are your thoughts, Detective Steve? So um, the character has pink hair, and she has pink hair. There are, uh, you know, there's concept art of the character with a cat, and uh, she has a cat as well. And some of the poses are not dissimilar, as you know, either. 
and uh, her name's Stephanie, and the character's name is Seraphine, which, you know, similar sounding names. But it does all remind me a little bit of um, a story which I've certainly told on One Life Left before, and you, I'm sure, know, that when World of Warcraft first came out, I played that with uh, my friend and yours, Dave McCarthy, and uh, we were playing on a server together, wandering around, and we came across an NPC whose name was Curran Steel. Hmm. Curran Steel. And hmm. I still have the chat, a screenshot of this, of, uh, of the chat transcript between me and David, of me standing in front of this character and typing, saying, this literally cannot be a coincidence <laughs> and david saying it literally can <laughs> who was right david was right <laughs> it literally could be and probably was a coincidence because you yeah. know these things happen there are an awful lot of uh of what people out there think? with pink hair and cats and uh and yeah indeed so one of the another riot employee posted a picture of his wife, who uh, who also has pink hair and doesn't look that dissimilar to Seraphine as well. Uh, I feel for the the woman in question because you know uh, she feels that Riot have profited off this, and there are some coincidences there. But that's kind of how coincidences work; they are coincidences. So, if I were to place some money, I, I would say, you know, I, I think it probably is just that. Uh, but it is also unfortunate. Case closed, sounds to me like. <laughs> um, Eurogamer writes, the people behind the Panned 13 remake apologise, comma, blame pandemic. Subhead, unlucky. Uh, Wesley and Paul writes, the people behind the Panned 13 remake have apologised for the state of the game. The remake of 13, a cult classic 2003 cell-shaded first-person shooter, came out this week. And it wasn't long before it saw an overwhelmingly negative user review on Steam. Character designs are noticeably different, and there's been criticism of how the game's iconic cell shading has been changed. Uh, the joint statement from the developer, Playmagic, and publisher Microids admitted that the heavily criticised remake did not live up to expectations, blaming the coronavirus pandemic for the development troubles. Unfortunately, players' expectations have not been met by the launch version, and we hear loud and clear the, the legitimate criticism and disappointment, they said. They go on to say that, um, or they acknowledge that it doesn't meet their quality standards, and they blame uh, working from home uh, and uh, uh, working from home bringing unexpected delays to the development schedule and the QA process. They had hoped to provide a day one patch fixing all the issues, but the development of this update is taking more time than expected. Yeah, it's messy business, really. I mean, I know uh, a lot of people were excited when this was announced. 13, um, mainly for its looks rather than its uh, than um, sort of being groundbreakingly innovative, but was a game that many people loved. Um, Did you love it? Uh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't get into it, but I can. I, uh, I, there were people at my office who were genuinely overjoyed when this announcement was made. So I feel for them. So I wasn't. I, I've never played it. Okay. I've never. I've never been able to play it because of an incident. Right. Uh, back it, when it was a game. It isn't based on you, is it? <laughs> uh, back when I was a games journalist. Uh, and working for Edge magazine, and I believe I was I was reviews editor at the time. Uh, we used to have uh, PRs would come around and show us the titles coming up, their slate for the rest of the year. Uh, I remember Ubisoft's PR coming around around this time. It must have been two thousand and one, right? Like that must have been the year of release. Uh, and showing us um, the uh, printed out on a sheet of A4 all the games that uh, she was telling us were coming out this year for Ubisoft. Um, they're all listed. I can see it right now in front of me. There's probably some Clancy titles there. And I was, you know, trying to be a bit confident about this, running down the list with my finger, picking out the things that Edge might cover, right? And uh, my finger fell on 13, right, written in Roman numerals. Yep. And I said... Eight. What's that? 
And she said, it's 13. <laughs> so yeah, never played it. Wow. Can't even think about it. So it missed out on an edge cover because of the Roman numerals, did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely reviewed it. Someone else dealt with it. Blimey. Well, there was no mention of that in the statement. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should have titled it properly. Yeah, it's um yeah, I, I don't know. I feel for the people that have been let down by it. I there is no yeah. doubt that um the events of this year have proved challenging and one wonders why they just didn't uh delay the launch, particularly if they were if the day one patch wasn't gonna be ready. It's great. But uh but yeah, well I hope I hope that they fix it soon and uh, move away from overwhelmingly negative up to the heady heights of mixed. I'm muting eight on Twitter now. <laughs> Have you got anything else? No, I'm done. Okay, I was just going to point out that um, while I was uh, searching for some news uh, to include in the section, uh, I wandered over to uh, VGC, Video Games Chronicles.com. It's a site I like. Big headline at the moment is um, their review of Demon Souls. Uh, in big, bold letters, it says, Demon Souls is one of the best launch games ever. I mean that's 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 high praise indeed. You would say. Mm. Uh, then on the left, it's showing what's popular. Uh, on the right, uh, there's an advert with Mr. Beast in it. He's one of the YouTube men. Scroll down. <laughs> um, review: Spider-Man Miles Morales is one of PlayStation's best ever launch games. Okay. Which is best? Well, I think those. I think you can. So Demon Souls. Is the best, or is it one of the best as well? One of. Okay, so they're both one of the best. I suppose so. I don't know. That's okay. Is it? The best is a big enough group to include both of those, which is pretty good for Sony if they've got two of the best launch games ever. For the biggest there. console. But the thing is, Demon Souls you can play already uh, right. on something else, right? Which we failed to establish a couple of weeks ago, uh, but we thought might be the GameCube. And uh, Morales you can play on the PS4. And that is the issue here. Uh, exclusive. Well, that neither of them are launch games. <laughs> well, they're not. They're, yeah. they're not, are they? They're uh, they're they're games that uh, I suppose they are. They're games that launch with the system, but they're not games that you should buy a system for, um, unless you don't have a system that can run them. I was saying this week that I think the the PS Five is a really good proposition if you don't have a PS Four, right? Like it's it's not as expensive as people thought it would be. It can play most of the PS4 games, and there's a great library of amazing titles on the PS4 right now. It's just it's not giving me a reason to upgrade. Um, I might go in for the Xbox like you though. Okay. Right. Well, keep us posted, Steve. Will do. One life left. Video game news with
Welcome back to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is the part where we'd really, usually, if we were in the studio, we'd have a guest here. Previous weeks, we've dropped in a bit of interview content seamlessly. Um, it's worked out all right, that has, isn't it? Yeah, it's been. And weren't they good guests as they well? They were good guests. The, the thing that annoyed me, though, was that... Um, uh, so when James last week uh, wrote to uh, get on the show... Um, I had no idea what he was going to say, and so so whilst we pre-recorded the rest of the show, I wish we'd have had we'd, we'd been able to give James a little longer. I, mm. Did we not? I don't even think we even said goodbye, did we? <laughs> we didn't. But I don't know if you heard the podcast last week. I put that bit at the end. Oh, did you? Uh, sorry, at the start, even. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a preview of what was to come. James saying you didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, yeah. So we, it was. It was. It was lovely to have him on, uh, and we are looking for guests for future episodes, so if you have a reason to go on One Life Left, or even don't have a reason, just want to chat to us, let us know. You can do so by emailing... Team at One Life Left. Should we do letters? Sounds like the right time for that. Email, messages, and forward BCC One Life Letters... So, you say letters, I can only see one. I do have one. Uh, it's from Robert Wells. Title, Kojemba. Hello team, hello SSG, who I'm sure was excellent. The weird, wonderful, woeful games podcast, How Did This Get Played, are celebrating Kojemba. And they're playing exclusively the games of Hideo Kojima through the month of November. So far, they've looked at the first Metal Gear game on the MSX and Snatcher on the Sega CD. If you were going to play through the works of one studio or creator, who would you pick? After reading Read Only Memory's great book, I started working my way through the Bitmap Brothers catalogue, and it turns out they're still pretty good, and I'm still pretty bad. Pip-pip, Robert. Uh, He then adds a footnote which says, uh, by which I mean the games are WW and W, not the podcast. I don't like to hear of our listeners listening to other podcasts. What does WW and W mean? How it means does... weird, uh, wonderful and woeful. Oh, I see. The weird and wonderful podcast. The games are weird. Right, I see. You're right, right, right. Okay. I mean, I appreciate the clarification there, Robert. But at the same time... Yeah. I mean, this is our podcast. So you're welcome to be mean about other podcasts. Does he write to them about us? I hope so. Don't be mean about us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're not WW and W, are we? Unless it stands for something else. We probably else. are. Well, we're certainly one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, this is a really, really excellent question. There are that. Um, Sorry, go on. Well, what I was going to say is, for me, the answer, and I think this is possibly just because it's so present in my mind right now, uh, is Yakuza, is uh, uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi, uh, the director of Yakuza, and also the director of Monkey Ball. Like that's two pretty solid games to have. I like. I think Monkey Ball, the first one at least, is damn near perfect. And Yakuza, I don't think is perfect, but it is very, very wide. There's a lot to do in that game, um, as we'll talk about later in the show. And there's a lot of those games out there, so that'd give you a lot to do, wouldn't it? I really would, wouldn't it? Because they are not insignificant games, are they? Is that why mm. there are no more Monkey Ball games then? Because he's still doing the Yakuza games. I, I do like the way that you've corrected my pronunciation there, by the way. <laughs> Feel seen. Um, have you not seen the, the pictures of his aesthetic transformation since he was uh, since he was working on Monkey Ball? No. He's a, he's a very... <laughs> he looks very, very different. Why, why don't you Google it right now? If you Google Nagoshi... Monkey Ball, Yakuza, and then go to Image Search. Okay, I will do that now. Um, now, uh, timely uh, enough for um, this letter, I was only just before the show um, working out ways in which I'm going to be able to play Metal Gear Solid 4 on the PC. Okay. Uh, because it's a game that I've never completed. Um, I don't have access to a PlayStation 3. Um, and uh, somebody was showing off what it looks like at 4K using the new um, GeForce uh, cards. 
uh, it's looking, it's running very well apparently. So I was, I was thinking about doing that. That's um, having realised that I'm not going to complete Metal Gear Solid Five. I think I'm going to pop back to Metal Gear Solid Four and see what that was like. Because again, um, mentioning David McCarthy, he went on one of those uh, junkets to review that game, I believe, where they put them up in a hotel for a few days. Um, and he came back raving about it. So, uh, want to see <laughs> about the hotel or the game? <laughs> the whole thing. Right, I'm looking at these <laughs> images now. Yeah, crikey. Um, he's living he's the changed. game, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, very much. Um, yeah, I think if you were going to do that, you'd have to pick a game with games within it, probably. Uh, and Yakuza is probably a good one to to stick there but I, I don't know that's because I'm deep inside it as, as we've already mentioned and we will mention later in the show god I hope to, I remember to review it otherwise <laughs> this episode's going to fall apart good that was the only letter that we got thank you Robert uh, we didn't put any calls for letters out this week so um, more fool us we were sent some some press releases but I don't want to dignify that correspondence <laughs> by giving them uh, any publicity uh, but if you've got a question or a comment uh, or if there's anything that uh, you want to ask us, please email team at onelifeleft.com. Or, you know, if you just want to talk about another podcast, we're happy to listen. If you're another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's some music.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and we're also a podcast. Uh, You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. That's where we keep the liner notes, the artist names and the track names for the music that we've played on the show, which we don't know right now because we're recording all of this before it is edited together. Uh, This week, Simon will be doing that, and he'll have chosen music probably from chipmusic.org. But if you want to confirm that, go to www.onelifeleft.com and have a look what he chose this week. Thank you so much uh, to our musicians or to the musicians' work that we've used on the show. Uh, We literally couldn't do this without you. It could be any one of the songs on chipmusic.org or uh, most likely the most recently uploaded. Um, Talking of music and video games, Marioki continues as an online event. Because of COVID, we're not allowed to do that in the room with other people. Karaoke, it seems, is the worst thing you can possibly do. Uh, I mean, it gen- generally is, some of you will exactly. think, but yeah, it certainly is right now. Um, so we can't do it in the room with people, but we are doing online events, as we mentioned previously. Our Halloween event went really, 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 really well, and our next planned event will be at Christmas. It's going to be on the 18th of December, and this will be the One Life Left Christmas party. I can't tell you exactly what we're going to do yet, because... We haven't confirmed that. But there will be Marioki on that night. So please keep the 18th of December free. Um, and obviously every year now we run that as a joint Marioki and One Life Left Christmas party. I hope, I hope we work out a way to do Secret Santa this year. Yeah, or get, you know, uh, Charles Cecil dressed as Father Christmas round someone's house. <laughs> He can come around Marioki HQ whenever he wants. And maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, he has the sort of the right of travel in any of the One Life Left demands. <laughs> I thought of him this morning, actually. I told, I told you this before. <laughs> I um, I was talking to my wife about it recently. I said, Kate, I said, uh, who was it? That, how did you hear that Terry Wogan had died? <laughs> what? And she couldn't hear. She says, oh, she went, what? I said, how did you hear that Terry Wogan had died? She, and she couldn't remember. And I said, well, <laughs> Charles Cecil shouted it through a bedroom door at you. <laughs> <laughs> that was how that news was delivered. We were up um, staying at Charles's uh, a few years ago. Obviously, when Terry Wogan died, that, that would date it. And um, he, he must have died uh, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, because we woke up. Charles was, was coming downstairs. The door was shut, uh, but he went, morning, we went, morning. He went, Terry Wogan's died. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, obviously it's heartbreaking, but if you are going to hear the news, have it have it delivered. <laughs> you say that dates this. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's just what Charles, Charles's conversation, <laughs> breakfast conversation to, to all of his guests, whatever time, you know, he's, he's dead. Who is Charles? <laughs> well, again, I was thinking of this this morning. I was like, well, I wonder which... I oh, know there wouldn't have been any house guests, would there, in York at the moment who would have heard that Des O'Connor had died from, from Charles Cecil. So. I think it's time we did the reviews. All right, Simon, you know what I've been playing this week. I'm looking forward what have to you been well, playing this week. Well, I am looking forward to hearing what you've got to say because I, it, yeah, that series um, is is entirely new to me. So I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Very quickly, I've not played a huge amount this week. I finished Arkham Knight. I say finished uh, because what I actually did was I got to the end. I finally defeated Scarecrow. That is a game that is far too big for itself. So I did the main, you know, every option, uh, every. Um, opportunity where it gives you a, um, a, a moment in time to branch away from the main mission and go and do some other stuff that the designers must have thought was fun. I'm like, no, I'm going to stick on this. I want to get this game done. So I, I defeated Scarecrow. Um, there was one point uh, where the game, um, so it's split between the sort of usual Batman Arkham gliding around the city style gameplay, grappling hooks, etc., beating up thugs. That's good fun. Uh, and the and the opposite of that, which is you in the Batmobile, awful, awful game sections where you have to uh, blow up uh, an increasingly um, difficult to beat uh, army of tanks. And at one point, I'm sure towards the end, it went, oh, look, you now need to blow up 67 tanks. 
I like guys. Can you, uh, who thought, you know, when you were writing your game design, and and at this point, the player needs to blow up 67 tanks. Um, So I've got no idea who ever thought that was fun. Anyway, I got to the end, um, you know, even getting through, and and I was playing it with headphones on um, in, in our lounge on my laptop. My wife looked up to me, looked up at me as I said, oh, well, I actually said a swear word when they went back to uh, Crime Alley again. And you're like, we know his parents are dead. We know they're dead. You don't need to, <laughs> to ram this home in every single uh, story about Batman all the time. <sighs> so I did all that um, and then got uh, to the end bit where the game effectively uh, is concluded. But he alludes to this other thing that needs to happen, and it says, "Well, in order to see the full ending, you need to um, you need to arrest seven more super criminals." And I thought, "I'm not doing that. I'm going to do. I'm going to YouTube the ending." So I YouTube. I YouTube the full ending. Um, yeah, ridiculous. I, I don't know. I think. I think it's fair to say. Uh, that um, the Batman games get worse. <laughs> so I'm pleased they're not making any more. Seven out of ten. So this week, I have been playing Fuser by Harmonix. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> it's £55, um, Steve. They've got a lot of music licensing to deal with, as Harmonix always have. They must... like. I love Harmonix, and I guess... Uh, you know, in response to Robert's question from earlier, if I was going to pick another uh, creator or studio to to play all of the works by, Harmonix would be up there. Uh, I love Amplitude, I love Frequency, I love Rock Band. Um, they made some brilliant, brilliant games, but at some point during this, they must have thought, "Jeez, why did we decide to do music?" Because the licensing nightmare of um, making Fuser work uh, and all of their other games. Um, really, really must haunt them sometimes, and I think that was the case with uh, with um, I've forgotten the name of the card game. Drop now. mix. What's it called? Drop mix. Um, which can't have been easy to sort out. And I'm so glad to see the tech from that being reused in a game here. In Fuser, you play a DJ, and as a DJ, you have to keep crowds happy. And the way you do that is by dropping parts of songs onto your turntable. And you can take any component of, uh, of uh, you know, well, I think I've unlocked about 50 or 60 tracks at the moment, uh, each of which breaks down into, into four four parts that might be for example the drums the bass the vocals and the lead guitar or lead synth or whatever the exact mix depends on the song that you've chosen and then you basically just com- you combine them and try and keep the crowd happy sometimes you get little tasks to do but obviously the game is just at its best when you are freeform mixing and thinking oh what would it sound like if i mix this with this oh it sounds horrible now I'll take that part off and blend it with this part. It's brilliant fun, and it empowers you, makes you feel like something you are not, which is a talented DJ. <laughs> um, and that's kind of video games, right? That's where video games are at their best as escapism. And I love it. But, like you mentioned, right, it's 55 quid, which is a lot of money and, and completely understandable. It's also full of DLC, which you have to buy. Again, understandably, because uh, the record companies want their slice of the game uh, because the game is is making money off these I guess properties right right and it's hard to see how this works out financially for harmonics I really hope it does um, but it hasn't been helped by suddenly like so uh, there are some really draconian twitch rules around this you are not allowed apparently to stream this game and keep your personal monetization options on you can't have your subs stuff coming in or accept donations while you are streaming um fuser as i understand it you must be gutted steve i know (laughs) Uh, and that combined with um with all of the DMCA stuff which Twitch have dropped this week which have said no you're absolutely not allowed to have any of those sort of videos with with songs we haven't licensed on there you've got to remove all of that from your profile it couldn't have happened at a worse time for Twi- uh, for Harmonix right. as well I 
feel for them so much. I hope the game works out because it is so fun and it is so well done. Um, but I just have this crushing fear of the music industry and um, yeah, 7 out of 10. Has it got any muse in it? Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I actually don't know, but probably, possibly. Uh, anyway, I've also <laughs> been playing that Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google it. Just Google it. Okay. All right. Okay, tell us about Yakuza then. I've been playing Yakuza like a dragon. Now, unlike you, I have played Yakuza titles before uh, or title. I can't remember which one I've played. Um, which probably, you know, dates it. It's obviously not very recently, maybe eight years ago. I decided I was going to play this because people have talked about it fondly. And this was going to be the game that I commit to. And so I did. Uh, downloaded it and uh, immediately found myself in a lengthy cutscene and then another lengthy cutscene. And that is the model of the game. It is so much talking. And at the start, in the first, I don't know, four hours of some, you know, I barely interacted at all. Yakuza is a game of many, many, many cutscenes, and they start right at the start of the game and continue for, I, I don't know, I played, I think, the first uh, two and a half hours the first night I, I played it. The first chapter I started at the beginning, finished at the end of the first chapter, is broken up into these nice, I guess, movie-length chapters. And I must have interacted, I don't know, half a dozen times each interaction is preceded by a lengthy, lengthy cutscene explaining why you're doing this four or five times, which is kind of nice because you don't have to pay attention to any of them because you know they're going to repeat what they're doing, you know, in the next cutscene or probably in the same one several more times. I mean, this game needs editing. And then you have a nice moment of interaction, which essentially is one of a dozen or more different types of minigame. We'll come to those in a second. And then you're back into cutscenes. And this was not the game I'd hoped it would be, at least for that. But slowly, as I made my way through the game, it breaks out uh, more. You get more control, more agency, um, and the game itself becomes more compelling. The cutscenes, for me at least, don't, or at least the main plot doesn't. You are a Yakuza. You are cast out of the clan for reasons that I'm not going to go into because they would take the rest of the show to explain. Uh, quite labyrinthine uh, connection between your clan and other clans, uh, all fighting and all kinds of stuff going on. Essentially, as with all of these stories, you have to start from the beginning again, work your way up to be powerful. I am still, uh, it's just, well, I've just moved off the streets into a into a uh, a, a single room that I'm sharing with another dude above a brothel, <laughs> and that is the tone of the game uh it is start from the bottom work your way up um and i guess from what i remember all of the yakuza games take a similar sorry i don't know what all of the yakuza games are like what i know is this game is reminding me very much of the game that i played before which is to say it is uh walking around a GTA-like city, except for much smaller, uh, but much more, uh, much more polished in the detail. It feels like every shop means something. It doesn't. Lots of these shops you can't go into, but it feels like they might. It also the world feels much more exciting and vibrant to me, and it is more ridiculous. The very, very first mission in Yakuza Like a Dragon saw me chasing down someone in a kind of temple run-like minigame. Um, and it turns out I was chasing him down because he had been selling animal porn to teenagers. <laughs> and it wasn't that that was annoying me, but that it was on my patch. Um, and that is like the tone. It is ridiculous. The last mission that I did last night was, uh, I mean, spoiler warning. I thought that I'd heard the sound of a baby born, but sorry, I thought I'd heard the sound of a baby being born uh, through a doorway. I was just loitering near. Um, I went off to find some hot water. Another dude went off to find some towels. We burst in. It turned out it was an adult baby club led by some other Yakuza clan. We had a big fight. 
they apologised, I apologised, and then we made friends over some um, formula milk. (laughs) That's the tone of the game. It is dumb and ridiculous and always feels like it might overstep the boundaries of uh, acceptable taste. So far it hasn't, and I've enjoyed it. Like The game is also framed around a Dragon Quest-like mechanic, which is dealt with quite well because all the way through... The last Yakuza game I played was real-time combat. This isn't. It's very much JRPG, um, turn-based combat. It's done really, really nicely, um, and... Uh, it's dealt with by the main character Itchy's fixation around Dragon Quest he literally references it and other characters do so it all kind of makes sense in the framework of that but it also doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense because the game is ridiculous there are all kinds of dumb mini games last night I went to the cinema and had to try and stay awake during uh, a movie by swatting away weird fictional rabbits around my head as I watched this dumb movie um, there's a can collecting mini game. I know there's karaoke coming as well. The plot I couldn't care less about, and while the voice acting is good, and I think the script is great, the translation is good. The whole thing is bloated and boring. But like I say, if you don't care, just don't pay attention. You can even skip the stuff if you want. The setting I really really like. The mini games are excellent, and the core game of just leveling up is that JRPG hypnotic grinding that is fun. For me, I just don't normally find it fun because it's laden down with a terribly uh, serious plot. Here it's much, much more acceptable. Um, And I'm really, really enjoying it. Like you say, you've seen that I've committed 15 hours to it already. I'm immediately going to go and play more as soon as this is over as well. Um, So yeah, you'll hear more about it next week, I'm sure. And maybe by that point, I'll have found something to properly dislike about it. For now, though, it's definitely a 7 out of 10. Excellent. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I'm worried that my technical issues have um, have basically meant that I'm I'm uh, that I found out a little too much about it. I was reading while I was uh, looking for solutions. I read somebody say that uh, it takes eight hours for the game to even start to get going. Um, now, if you're playing those yeah. eight hours and you're being drawn in, I think that's a very different prospect to, to suddenly going in and, and hearing. Well, actually, it's going to take you eight hours before you before you, before you are able to start sort of playing the game properly. So, having fixed 100%, it, hundred percent. But I, I I feel that about most big games like these days, it takes me uh, eight hours is a lot. Uh, like maybe uh, three or four to actually get into a 60-hour game. I, I, I'm always ready to walk away before that. And having powered through that intro, I'm now committed and in. Got, yeah. I do fully understand the, like, the need to drop out. Like It's going to keep me going for a while. Uh, there's a whole, like, the shoji, which I believe is a Japanese version of chess, and I'm going to have to master that if I'm going to complete all the mini-games. That's going to take me a, a little while, but I've got the... Um, Queen's Gambit to fall back on everything I've learned from that. So. Well, you best get cracking then, Steve, hadn't you? Yep, should get on with it. Yep. Um, I, I will try and play something else for next week as well, but don't count on it. Okay, well, I look forward to it. Nice to see you. Lovely to see you as well. Um, let's try and get a, another voice in for next will week. Do. You know what? It's been nice just to be us this week, I think. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. All right. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks for resonance. As usual, thanks to all our podcast listeners. Uh, We will see you all in a week. Until then, bye. Goodbye.